0: Hello, this is James Fairchild and welcome to James Ames Business. This podcast episode is slightly delayed. I did prepare today's podcast initially on Wednesday morning and then there were some changes around statutory sick pay for coronavirus so I decided it was probably easier just to re-record the whole thing. So the question I'm going to be answering in the space of about 10 minutes is how far might the implications of coronavirus go? Now we must acknowledge that this is a major epidemic, a major health condition. As we have all read in the news, people have died because of this. a great deal of people are poorly ill in whether in hospital or at home in a lot of different countries across the world. Now first and foremost one of my friends is an NHS professor his tips are as follows see I'm not a medical person I'm just relying on some uh, some notes I scribbled down after speaking with the good professor the other evening. Catch coughs and sneezes. Wash hands more frequently. And ACAS advice adds around using soap and warm water. And the good professor says, wash hands for a longer duration. If you are showing symptoms or you think you're showing symptoms, ring NHS 111 and follow the advice that they give. It may well be along the lines of to drive to a particular place, park in a particular place in in a car park, of perhaps a hospital, and wait in the car and make a phone call and don't open the doors or windows of the car, and perhaps someone will come over to you. But washing hands seems to be a, a key item here. So statutory sick pay then, the changes that happened on Wednesday. So normally for statutory sick pay there are a couple of conditions that need to be met. First of all the condition needs to have lasted for four days, that's straight days not just working days, but not coronavirus but the four-day thing still would apply as far as I can tell for any other reason, any other form of illness but not for coronavirus or coronavirus type symptoms. Second condition is that the employee or the worker must be earning on average £118 per week or more and the worker must comply with the sickness reporting policy of their employer for example there might be a requirement that the worker themselves telephones and speaks to a manager by I don't know by nine o'clock on a particular morning and there might be requirements about uh, keeping in touch with that manager to update them on on recovery and so on and so forth. So who can get statutory sick pay? Well employees are included and this includes agency workers who are paid on a PAYE basis by someone and it also includes casual or zero hours workers if that average weekly amount is complied with if a worker isn't eligible perhaps because they earn below that limit or because they are self-employed then universal credit is or should be available for them to claim instead now statutory sick pay changed a few years ago such that the employer employer now pays the statutory sick pay and can no longer reclaim it from the government. And this is £94.25 per week. So not a lot of money but obviously for somebody in an ill ill health situation it is uh, better than nothing. If your company has rules around potentially paying full pay for sickness, then obviously that that will still apply. Uh, those rules may well be different, but they cannot be more onerous again I think the uh, the advice is to speak with your employee employee uh, as soon as possible now, as I said, the removal of the four waiting days applies to people who are affected by coronavirus and also applies we believe to people who are told to self-isolate either by a doctor or by NHS 111 and we ask that employers are sensible with uh, with this obviously there will be the odd worker who tries it on to get a fortnight off work but one would hope given the severity of this pandemic that those cases will be in the minority and I ask that employers, line managers, that you show some compassion towards your staff. Uh, Final thing under statutory sick pay is that if an employee is actually healthy but they are scared or nervous around coming into the office because perhaps it's a big room with lots of people then that is the point at which you would need to speak to a HR advisor whether internal or, or external and establish exactly what's going on, whether the the concerns are genuine and agree what will happen in the case of that particular employee. A couple of general thoughts from me as well, manufacturing, as people will probably know, China is the center for making components. Even if you have, machinery a piece of electronic goods that's made in a different part of the world it's highly likely that it will contain components whether screws bolts little electrical components which have been made in China and obviously we are aware from the news the severity of coronavirus in China and the effect that has been experienced by people over there. Large factories have been closed. Uh, Some have now, I think reopened. You can assume, I think, that the majority of uh, factories, uh, engineering facilities in China will be on uh, limited staff or limited hours. And this is genuinely going to have a global effect and we may not quite be feeling this now but three months down the line we'll have businesses in other country who manufacture products that include a couple of components perhaps from china and the machine might be 90 percent built but needs some particular screws or whatever it might be so that's not good that's not good at all We've seen in the news over the past couple of days around panic buying from the supermarkets. Virtually every kind of consumer good involves labour somewhere along the line, whether it's the people to pick something or to deliver something. If the workforce suffers due to apparently 20% of British workers being out of action at any one time, which the government have said is possible, then something has to give and it might be that uh, that supermarkets prioritise on a sort of a core range. We shall see, we shall see. Uh, some advice from, from me which is meant to be well-meaning, now March is a good time of year to plant vegetables if if you have the luxury of having garden with some space or even space for a window box or something, then start thinking about planting some uh, some vegetables that you and your family will like or buying a tomato plant or whatever it might be and it may be in a few months time that you have some, uh, some vegetables that you and your family can eat, rescue chickens. Maybe if you do have space in the garden for if you rescue chickens, then obviously they would start providing you with eggs immediately. Obviously, do consider the other implications of chickens, uh, noise, where are they going to sleep overnight, and so on and so forth. As I said, this this podcast episode is a couple of days late uh, due to the statutory sick pay item. I won't tell you what my next subject will be. Uh, I think we'll leave it a little fluid uh, in the case of uh, if something major occurs. But all all things being equal, I will plan to release my next podcast episode on Wednesday the 18th of March. Although if something happens that's I think you guys need to be made aware of. I will do that sooner. So for now, it's Friday tea time. Let me wish everybody a happy weekend. Some of you may well not listen to this until Monday morning uh, in the car or what have you. But if you've already had your weekend, then I hope you enjoyed it. I'm James Fairchild. And as I say, each time this podcast is intended... To give general case advice on a particular matter. You're advised to seek specific advice relevant to you or your business from an accountant, solicitor, medical doctor, as the case may be. Goodbye, folks.